We have our keynote speaker coming from the governor's office. She is the executive director of economic development and tourism. So she is the one that Governor Abbott appointed in 2019 to lead the efforts. Um, and there is a reason why Texas is the number one year after year. It's because of great industry and great leadership. And so, Adriana Cruz, thank you for your leadership. Let's welcome Adriana Cruz to the stage. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. Um, and what an honor to be here uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. It's a beautiful day, and um, honored to be here with, of course, Congresswoman Flores and our good friend, Senator Lucio. Um, and thank you, Lizzie, for that introduction. Where did she go? There she is. Um, thank you, Lizzie, for the invitation to be here with you today. Um, I'm going to go through my slides as quickly as I can. I know we're running a little bit late. I don't know if I can do 100 slides in, in 10 minutes, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm just kidding. It's not 100 slides. It's just 50, but we'll, we'll go. Anyway. Um, but I'm really, really just thrilled to learn more detail about this program because it is so important to connect education and industry and workforce development and economic development. And I'm going to get into why that is um, in just a minute. So let's go to the next slide. Well, let me tell you a little bit about our office. Um, the mission of the Texas Economic Development and Tourism Office is to enhance economic opportunity for all Texans by coordinating the state's economic development efforts. And while we're recognized for big announcements like Tesla and Samsung and Texas Instruments, we do much more. We promote Texas around the country and around the world as the premier destination for businesses and for tourists. We facilitate new jobs and capital investment through a number of different programs. Let's go to the next slide. And these are the divisions within our office. And uh, you see business and community development, our economic development finance. Uh, something of interest because it applies to what we're talking about today, the Texas Workforce Investment Council, which is a group within our office that helps to create the workforce development strategy for the state and then works with state agency partners like the Texas Workforce Commission, the Education Agency, Higher Education Coordinating Board, and Criminal Justice Division to make sure that all of these programs are in alignment. We also have our creative industries, the Music Office, the Film Commission, and uh, the Travel Texas, our Tourism Division. And I'm really proud to lead such a wonderful group of professional economic developers in the state. Uh, next slide. One area that our economic development uh, corporations are going to be familiar with is the Business Development Group. This is where we have our business recruitment team, our small business team, international trade, uh, the uh, permit assistance office, uh, economic research and marketing and promotion. Next slide. We also have regional representatives uh, throughout the state of Texas. And for South Texas, we have a great regional representative in Priscilla Duran, who is sitting right here. Priscilla, stand up for a minute so everybody knows who you are. 
So we've got five offices across Texas uh, that help our office and that work with our local communities, with our regional organizations. So Texas has a great story to tell. And Mr. Jones, I just loved everything that you were saying, and I'm going to talk with you afterwards because we've got a plan. Um, but Texas has such a great story to tell when we're talking to companies and in attracting job creation and investment to our state. So Texas's resilient economy is one of the things that we talk about when we're talking to companies, in addition to a number of other very unique advantages that no other state can claim. We're the 10th largest economy in the world, if we were our own country, which we used to be, and we like to remind people of that. <laughs> we have the second largest civilian workforce in the nation. We're the national jobs leader with 694,000 jobs added in 2021. And we're the nation's top exporter for the 20th year in a row with exports valued at 375 billion. Our strong and dynamic economy, next slide. Our strong and dynamic economy and our success in economic development has led to a lot of recognitions and awards and accolades. Our state was recently awarded the 2022 Gold Shovel Award by Area Development Magazine, our 10th Gold Shovel. CEO Magazine has ranked Texas as the best state for business for 17 years in a row. Wallet Hub ranked Texas the best state to start a business for 2021. And Texas has been awarded the Governor's Cup by Site Selection Magazine. This is an award that goes to the state with the most economic development relocations or expansions in the country. And we've won that for 10 years in a row. And we're working on number 11. Next slide. And Texas ranks number one for jobs created by African-American, Hispanic, and veteran women-owned businesses. So when we talk to companies about Texas, we have a lot to be proud of, we have a lot to brag about, and Texans are known for being very proud and very boastful, but we like to say, it ain't bragging if it's true. <laughs> and the publications tell us that. Next slide. We talk about our diverse and growing population. We're the state with the second largest workforce uh, in the nation, and the fastest growing as well, not just the second largest, but also fast growing. And in fact, Texas is a popular location for talent to relocate, as Mr. Jones was talking about. Next slide. And just to show you, here's where they're coming from. So we track this information. Um, Texas added 4 million new residents from 2010 to 2020. Uh, that's the most of other states. Uh, we added two congressional districts where other states were losing uh, or staying the same. And so from a talent perspective, we have the, the workforce, we have the ability to attract that talent from other places. Next slide. Our greatest natural resource is the people, the people of the Lone Star State. And we talk about that a lot. And this is why the programs that you all are talking about to prepare your young people and your students for the workforce of the future is so important. Next slide. We've heard from export experts from the Higher Education Coordinating Board and from the Texas Education Agency, so I'm not gonna belabor these slides, 
uh, but from a higher education perspective, very highly ranked in terms of our universities. Next slide. And our K through 12 education system continues to grow, continues to expand, continues to improve. So I mentioned earlier, we added 4 million new residents from 2010 to 2020. This is more than New York and California combined. Another place where we are beating New York and California is the number of Fortune 500 headquartered companies. In the past, it was New York in the lead or California in the lead. And as of June of this year, Texas now has the most Fortune 500 headquartered companies at 53. Now, I'm going to say it's 54 because the list came out before Caterpillar decided to move their headquarters from Illinois to Texas. So in my book, it's 54. Fortune says it's 53, but um, they are not up to date, not as up to date as we are. <laughs> Next slide. International companies in Texas are also uh, significant, and this shows you the international companies that are in our state. And Texas ranks number one in the country for foreign direct investment. And working, we're working hard to continue uh, to keep that ranking. So these are the targeted industries that we are working in. And um, we think that Texas is a global hub for technology and a magnet for innovation. Texas offers the framework for businesses in diverse industry sectors to grow and succeed. We also believe that Made in Texas is a very powerful global brand, and companies are seeing that from Toyota to Texas Instruments to Samsung to Tesla. And those decisions by global corporate leaders are really building a momentum around this Made in Texas brand. So Mr. Jones, Made in Texas, really important. We're going to keep growing that, and we're going to keep adding more manufacturers. And I'll just give you a plug. This uh, Friday, October 7th, is National Manufacturing Day. And so we have a week long of activities. We're posting on social media. We're sharing facts on Texas manufacturing, our workforce, uh, the manufacturers that we have in our state, and the impact that has in our economy. So on Friday, be sure to thank your manufacturers, uh, celebrate with your local companies uh, Manufacturing Day. And it's also a great way to encourage students to look at manufacturing as a viable career option. But Texas is where today's products are made and where tomorrow's technologies are being brought to life. So we've talked about our growth, our growth in population, um, a lot of our, our recognitions. But let me tell you a little bit about our partnership and how we do economic development in Texas. Because we do it like no other state in the nation and I would say that we do it better, and I think the numbers show that. In other states, it's a very top-down approach. The state dictates where companies are going to go in different parts of the state. Texas is too big and too diverse a state for us to be able to do that. So we work with our regional community partners. We work with the economic development organizations across the state, and we work in a partnership. We work as a team. And uh, it's a very decentralized approach, and we think that this partnership is a better way uh, to do it. And we work closely with uh, Harlingen EDC, McAllen, 
the Rio Grande Valley Partnership, um, all of the FAR, uh, all of the, the economic development organizations that are here today. And uh, that's how we bring prospects to Texas and how we bring prospects to your region. So this shows you, this is a, a chart that I find really interesting. This is um, the result of the pandemic, right? We talked about that a little bit. Uh, Texas lost from February 2020 to April 2020, 1.45 million jobs. Um, as Commissioner Alvarez was saying, uh, the Texas Workforce Commission was very busy um, answering phone calls and helping people who were suddenly out of work. Uh, the effect of the pandemic was felt across our state, across the nation, across the world. Uh, but thanks to our resilient economy and our Texas businesses, both large and small, we have fully recovered from the pandemic. We have an unemployment rate today of 4%. And we have added back more than 2 million jobs, more than the jobs that were lost due to the pandemic. And we have about 139% recovery rate. So we're very, very happy to see that. And of course, it's because of our, our Texas businesses, large and small. So this slide shows you uh, in our office uh, the level of activity that we saw in 2021. And, and I want to share with you a little bit about that level of activity. So before I get into that, I'm going to talk about economic development because something that Lizzie said earlier is really, really important. And I just want to kind of connect those dots. So when we talk about economic development for a community or a state, it's a way to create economic diversity to be able to sustain the economy through the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows um, of economic uh, cycles. And the goal is to increase the income levels of the residents. So when a company is looking at a location or looking for a location, we call it site selection. It's really site elimination. They start with a number of locations and they go through the different factors and they narrow it down until it comes through the funnel and it's down to just a few sites and then they pick a finalist. And all the potential sites are evaluated on a number of factors. Next slide. And so if you think of a company's needs, remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs from Psychology 101? Uh, so you've got that pyramid of needs um, and Lizzie kind of said this at the very beginning. Um, depending on the company, talent is either going to be at the very foundation or infrastructure. If it's a manufacturer, they need water, they need rail, they need highway, they need whatever infrastructure they need. But talent is number one or number two. So the work that you're doing to prepare the students, talking to industry, listening to industry, to what their needs are, adjusting your education and your training and your workforce development to match those needs, you are building that pyramid, right? You are building the foundations that companies are going to look for. And then you've got real estate, your amenities, your quality of life. Um, incentives are important, but they're not foundational. Incentives make the difference from one site to another, but they're not, no amount of money, no amount of incentive is going to make a bad site a good site. No amount of incentive is going to make up for no workforce and no trained workforce. So that's wanting to connect the dots for you of the importance of the work that you're doing and that LEAD is doing to economic development for your region, for your future, 
and for the generations to come. So what differentiates your community, right? Think about those things. These are what, this is what the economic development organizations do day in and day out. They're marketing the region, they're marketing the community, and they're looking at these issues and workforce, right, is at the top of the list along with other factors, tax structure, business friendliness, um, reasonable regulations, all of those things that Texas has and Texas is known for. So you all have seen a lot of the news, right, companies that have come to Texas that have, that have announced that they're coming to Texas. And this is a little, just a taste of the record-breaking level of activity that we're seeing in the office right now. Next slide. So that red line is sort of March 2020. That's when the state shut down for COVID. And those in economic development know whenever there's an issue or an election, companies tend to put everything on hold. And that's what we were expecting, and that's not what happened. Um, in fact, our inquiries doubled and tripled and have not slowed down. Now, there's a number of factors for that, some federal legislation that was passed, the CHIPS Act, the Infrastructure Jobs Act, um, that has increased activity in electric vehicles and semiconductor chip manufacturing, but we haven't seen it slow down, and in the 20 plus years that I've been doing economic development, we've never seen activity at this level. Next slide. This shows you the industry sectors that we have currently. This is um, the second quarter of 2022. Um, and you can see the, the blue, right, the lighter blue and the dark blue together, that's manufacturing. Advanced manufacturing and general manufacturing, and then you've got automotive, aerospace and aviation, uh, other types of industry sectors, but really strong interest in Texas as uh, manufacturing. And not only is the number of projects the highest we've ever seen, but the quality and the capital investment of these projects is the highest we've ever seen. Right now, we have about 309 active projects in our pipeline. In a normal year, it's 140. So it's about double. And then 50 of those have a capital investment of a billion dollars or more. So those billion-dollar projects, the economic development professionals in the room, you all know, you know, those are the whales. Those are the big ones that, you, you know, you get one in a career. We've got 50 in our pipeline right now. Not all of them are going to pick Texas, but we sure as heck are going to be working to make sure that, um, that we're high up there and that they hopefully do pick Texas. Next slide. I also want to talk about the headquarter relocations to Texas because that 2021 was an outstanding year. We have been tracking about 14, 20 headquarter relocations to Texas. In 2021, it jumped to 78. And about half of those are California companies. So uh, we actually do a lot of marketing trips to California and uh, go prospect and, and go hunt. But um, uh, and we've, we're seeing a really strong year this year as well. Next slide. We track prospect activity, not just the projects that we're working, but local company expansions. If a company's adding 10,000 square feet or 10 jobs, we track it either from the media or uh, permits. Um, and EDT has worked 26 projects that have located in the Rio Grande Valley um, 
and these projects have created 7,600 jobs and a capital investment of 516 million. And we're not done. Next slide. We've got two active projects right now uh, that we're working that are looking in your area. And again, very diverse, um, very diverse types of industries and really good projects for you all. Uh, you may ask, um, who names these projects? Sometimes it's us, sometimes it's the consultant, um, but it's always a, a, a lot of fun and interesting to do to, to name one of these projects. Next slide. And then these are some of the announcements uh, that you all have had um, and something that you should be uh, very proud of. And uh, we're, of course, very excited uh, for you all when, when a company makes an announcement like this. Next slide. So as I said, we track expansion and relocation in the state. And for 2021, we saw 1,160 relocations or expansions in Texas, which is about $68 billion of capital investment and 60,700 jobs. And that's in one year. So our Texas businesses continue to grow, continue to expand, and continue to add new jobs. And of course, as I said, a record-breaking year in terms of headquarter relocations. Next slide. So all of these awards and all of these accolades, these numbers, it's something to be very proud of. But make no mistake, economic development is extremely competitive. We can't become complacent. We can't rest on our laurels. We have to continue to improve our workforce, improve our infrastructure. We have to continue to be competitive. We are very proud, as I said, and we talk a lot about the wins. We talk a lot about Samsung and Toyota and Tesla and, and all of that. We don't talk about the ones that got away, that don't make the headlines, although we did have one yesterday that made the headlines, but we're not gonna talk about it. Um, <laughs> but we do occasionally, you know, companies make the decision to not pick Texas. We think it's a huge mistake. But, you know, it's, it's their choice. It's up to them. They're going to learn down the road that that was not a, a great decision. Um, but it's really important that we not get complacent. And these wins don't just fall from the sky. You know, they don't just happen. Don't, don't believe it when you hear people say, oh, they were going to come here anyway. No, they were not. Because there are a lot of other places that have a good workforce, a good quality of life. Not great, because it's not Texas, right? But good, all right. And they could go there, and they could be, okay, somewhat successful, but not as successful as if they would have come to Texas. But it takes a lot of hard work by the economic development professionals who are at city council at... 8 p.m. at night or in meetings or taking calls or in calls with Korea at, you know, 9 p.m. at night because it's whatever time um, in, in Asia. Um, the elected officials that are here, it takes a lot of work. The city manager, the city staff, the permits folks, it takes a lot of people working a lot of hours behind the scenes that you never know uh, to make these uh, kinds of announcements happen. And also, these announcements are not due to one organization. It's not just the governor's office or just the state uh, or just the local EDC. It's all of us working together. It's everybody working as a team. And in Texas, economic development is a team sport. 
and it takes everybody playing their role and doing their part and working together uh, to bring these these wins to us. Um, and like I said, you know, Texas does it different. We think it's the better way. We think that the numbers speak for themselves um, and show the success that we have been able to, to see. Um, it also takes business leaders like you, right? You're the education leaders, the community leaders that are sitting in this room and that are involved in RGV LEAD um, to make sure that your students, your young people are prepared and you've got the workforce of the future for these opportunities that we are going to continue to bring your way. So there's no better state in the nation, no better economic development organization in the nation, uh, I would say no better governor in the nation, and uh, we're all working towards a common goal, and that's for economic prosperity for all of our residents. So thank you very much for the invitation, for having me join you today. It's been a real honor. Congratulations to RGV LEAD and to all of the work that you are doing. Um, and um, if there's anything that we can do from our office to assist you, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you.